This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like to learn more information about what you just heard today in our show, give us a call at 586-752-7008 or you can also visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Com. And as always, while at my web page, you can click on the radio page to check out past shows and also to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, regular listeners of our show know we talk a lot about the importance of working with a financial services professional. No matter where you are in your career and financial life, a financial services professional may be able to help you build the kind of robust financial strategy that has you looking ahead to the rest of your career, as well as your eventual retirement with more confidence and excitement. Now, with that said, I certainly recognize choosing a financial service professional can be daunting because there are a lot of them out there. But never fear, by asking a mere 10 questions, you can help determine if they might be a fit for you. But before we get into this, the ins and outs of choosing your financial service professional, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how have you been? And I only have one question for you. How's the weather? <laughs> the weather. <laughs> well, I'm up here in my home studio in Minnesota, and um, yeah. it has been nicer uh, the last couple of days. We hit yesterday. We hit 65, and wow. in the afternoon it was beautiful, but it was kind of windy. Now uh, we're trending downward. Today's high is only supposed to be 41, and then tomorrow, I, I or the next day, it'll be it literally in the 30s. But by the weekend, they say, they say uh, this weekend it'll be uh, in the 70s. So I can't believe that temperature swing, but uh, <laughs> it's just this time of year uh, in, in the Midwest, right? So uh, I'm doing great, though. Thanks for having me on the show, Albert. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, but first, how have you been? I know you've been meeting with clients and keeping busy, haven't you? I have, you know, we had a, a great weekend and uh, looking to a nice weekend uh, coming up. But uh, yeah, same thing with us weather-wise. Going to get a little cool here for a couple of days and then uh, warm up. Not as warm as you guys, but we'll take the high 60s. Well, yeah, that, so. high 60s is good. Uh, oh, I for mean, sure. It feels like, feels like summer after <laughs> some of the cooler temps <laughs> yes. we've had, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, uh, today... Uh, the the show we're talking about questions to ask. Uh, you, I, I've I've got something for you here. What do you want? Financial advice. That's the question. <laughs> Financial <laughs> success. That's what we. <laughs> there. I mean, we, we go, all yes. we all have issues though. And also, I have bad mm-hmm. posture and severe financial problems. So that's why you're here, Albert, <laughs> to help us out. For sure. So, 
Uh, I appreciate that. But there are important questions that, that we all need to know about that we should be asking. And I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm always eager to, to trumpet the value of working with somebody like yourself. Uh, we shout it from the rooftops. You need to work with a financial professional, uh, whether it's taxes, college funds, retirement income, insurance, uh, investments. There's a lot uh, that someone like yourself can help people with. But how do you want to get this started today? Well, you know, I chose this week's topic after uh, coming across this article from Investopedia, uh, 10 questions to ask your financial advisor about retirement. Uh, now, the article does explain that a good place to start is to make a list of all the financial services you need. Now, whether it's retirement income, insurance products, or a combination of both, and then some, make sure you have a clear picture of what you need before you begin the process of choosing your financial service professionals. Uh, from there, once your goals and, and needs are identified, get on the internet start researching financial professionals who live in your area. Uh, in fact, check out their websites. Uh, is it polished? Is it professional? Uh, does it give you an idea of who they are and who their team is? Now, how about social media? Make sure you reach out to your family as well and your friends and coworkers to see if they have one of their own and if they'd recommend them. Then finally, Tony, once you found a few to meet with, head into their office or hop on a video call so you can ask them the 10 critical questions. Good. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And clearly, somebody like yourself, Alberta, uh, an experienced financial services professional is going to be more than happy to sit down and spend some time with you sharing their background and answering your questions. I know, uh, you know, they financial professionals know they're not entitled to your business. They have to work hard to earn it. So this is good. Uh, what's the first question we should ask? Yeah. I mean, the first recommended question, Tony, is what do you like about your job? It's both very simple and very powerful. After all, why would you want to trust your money, your future to someone who isn't passionate about their work? You know, do you get that sense where, you know, they don't even think it's work, where they just have that need or that void that they want to fill with helping others. You know, the right financial service professional is one who gets excited and animated when they start talking about budgets, paying down debt, healthcare costs, insurance, taxes even, um, you name it. But make sure they're making eye contact, smiling and gesturing during your conversation. And also be leery of someone who's slumping, not paying attention, or perhaps worst of all, staring at the oh, phone yeah checking their phone while you're trying to talk to them that's that's a red flag right there i mean For sure yeah i mean uh, i i just think that's crazy and so um you know your financial future and your question should be more important to them than you know their phone or they're checking their facebook messages or something right <laughs> right definitely in fact you know what the next important question you should be asking them is which services do you provide to your clients? Now, this is an absolutely essential nuts and bolts question. Obviously, you're going to want to work with someone who can meet your varied needs and expectations. In fact, for most folks, a financial services professional needs to be ready to do a handful of key things. Uh, for instance, uh, help you determine how much you need for retirement, how to achieve it, and then help you find income earning tools that match both your needs and risk tolerance. Uh, help you manage 
expenses today and also for the future in retirement. Explore your options for managing potential long-term care costs and in addition, devise an advantageous tax strategy. Yeah, taxes in retirement are an important part of this whole thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that's another thing to ask them about. And I, I like to think of a financial services professional or FSP as a really good coach. Uh, and that's kind of what you are is a coach. You're there to give people help, guidance, and you probably have to give the occasional pep talk, right? Yeah, you're definitely uh, right on that perspective there, Tony. I mean, financial professional service, serve, uh, professionals, um, service professionals, excuse me, are exactly like a coach, but a financial coach. Uh, being a coach myself for over 20 some years in, in wrestling, um, I correlate the two and setting goals and, 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 and working the technique and the maneuvers sure. or for the financial, it's working the numbers, see? Um, and so... What's great about uh, having a coach is, you know, having a great perspective. The fact, the next question should ask is, do you have any qualifications? And if so, what are they? I mean, there are a number of relevant certifications out there. So spend some time to really uh, honing in on the services that you need and then use that information to decide what certifications you want your potential financial service professionals to have. Uh, websites uh, like Designation Check can help you search for a qualified professional or help you determine if the certifications your potential financial service professional advertises are legit. Well, yeah, that's a really good one. You want to ask, hey, what's your experience? You know, how many years have you been doing this? And what are your certifications? Uh, what are your credentials? I like that. And uh, you know, this has been a really great topic so far, but let's take a minute here, Albert, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to ask these questions. Oh, for sure. I mean, all they have to do is uh, basically uh, call us here at 586-752-7008 or visit us on the website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. All right. That sounds great. Well, let's keep it rolling. I mean, we're looking at some of the more important questions you need to ask when you meet with a potential financial services professional to determine if you want to work with them. And this is shaping up to be a really informative episode. What do you have for us next? Well, you know, the next question from the Investopedia article um, is, are you a fiduciary? It's probably the most common question now uh, since they've been really working on uh, regulating the uh, best interest uh, for the last few years, but more and more individuals are starting to ask that question. And, and, and in the simplest terms, fiduciary duty is a legal term. That means your financial services professional is duty bound to act in your best interest. So essentially, it means they will steer you toward financial tools that work best for you. Now remember, there's nothing wrong with a financial service professional making money on the services they provide you. After all, Everyone deserves to be rewarded for their hard work. And while it's great when your needs and theirs coalesce, your needs should ultimately be paramount. Remember that. And also, as the article states, fee-based financial services professionals may be more inclined to assume a fiduciary duty than those who are working on commissions. Well, yeah, and that that's a really good point. And, and I think that uh, obviously... Uh, the more transparent they are, uh, the better it is. If they're not transparent about that, that should be one of the first things you talk about. Like, how are you compensated? 
and uh, how much is this going to cost me? And I know you're very transparent about that and more than happy to talk about that. Um, and a lot of financial services professionals out there, uh, it, it's, it's, it's not that expensive considering the money that you can save by working with a financial services professional oh, for and sure. the pitfalls that you can avoid. And uh, that was a really good breakdown. I mean, clearly working with somebody like yourself is it's a business relationship and both parties, the needs of both parties are important. But as you say, when it comes down to it, uh, the, the client's needs, uh, our listeners' needs need to be prioritized. So what do you have for us next? Well, you know, you, you, you touched the point on, you know, one of the questions is how do uh, we get compensated? Yeah. And I think that that just fits right about right in what we we're talking sure. about. This is the kind of question that you should get out in the open um, so it can be addressed. Uh, there's no reason to let compensation be, like, so to speak, the elephant in the room, or in this case, the elephant in the financial services professional's office, basically. Now, bear in mind, you shouldn't automatically reject a potential financial service professional because they're the most expensive. Sometimes they could very well be worth it. Um, where if they could save you money in tax strategies or in financial uh, strategies elsewhere, that may make up for their higher fees as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. So, uh, obviously that's, that's a big one. Uh, how will you be compensated? And, uh, to me, most FSPs are probably going to be impressed if you come at them with a list of really good questions like the ones we're talking about today uh, during that first meeting. They're going to ID you as somebody they're excited to work with then, right? Oh, I agree with you, Tony. And I mean, it's just when I meet with folks and see that they've done their due diligence and asking me all the right questions, you bet that gets me excited because it means they're serious about their retirement. They're serious about having a written plan. And, you know, that's the first hurdle that we have to get everyone to get to. Be excited about your future. Okay. Um, in fact, the next question in this article suggests is, does your firm hold my money and investment? Now, that's a question that you don't hear a lot, but more people should ask. Um, your chosen financial services professional shouldn't directly come into contact with your assets, um, obviously minus the fees that you pay for the services. Uh, instead, they should contract with a reputable custodian, which could either be a third party or owned by their firm. Um, but this custodian holds your assets and processes transactions, collects dividends and interest payments, handles distributions for you, as well supplies uh, mo monthly statements. Now, there are a variety of well-known and very reputable third-party custodians out there, and make sure you know, uh, you know, who they're working with as the custodian. Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I bet that's one a lot of people don't uh, think about. Um, right. You know, the idea of a third-party custodian is probably a bit of an eye-opener for a lot of today's listeners. So I think that's a, a great bit of information. Uh, what's next? Oh, well, what's your investment philosophy? Uh, that's the, should be the next question that you need to ask your uh, potential FSP. Uh, this is a fairly basic question that a financial service professional should be able to answer without breaking a sweat. Uh, their answer should touch on the mechanics behind the strategies and how the strategies they devise will help you meet your various financial goals. Well, you're right. I mean, investment philosophy is something that uh, I think we should be interested in. Make sure it matches up with, uh, you know, your own goals 
but, you know, on past shows, I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, we've talked about surveys. You hear about this uh, that indicate a lack of good communication is one of the biggest complaints people have about their financial service professional. Uh, does the article say anything about that? Do you have anything to say about that? Well, actually, Tony, that does lead us right into the article's next question, which is how will we touch base about my investments? Uh, clearly, because it's your money, you have the right to have a level of communication that makes you feel comfortable. But in most cases, a quarterly contact is the bare minimum. And for many, monthly contact would be the idea. Now, with monthly contact, your financial service professional can walk you through transactions, asset fluctuations, and relevant industry changes or developments well yeah i mean setting your expectations for communications early in the relationship is probably going to be the best play right oh it definitely is there um you know just want to what i would say is be direct uh talk about how often you want to meet and if you want to meet more often earlier in the relationship and then less often later as you get more comfortable that's fine too you can always adjust your meetings, it doesn't set in stone. Now, it doesn't occur to many people, but also it can be important to know, um, is there anything I forgot to ask you should be the last one of the last questions. Yeah. I mean, right. Um, it's one that I love because it puts the matter back on the financial service professional's shoulders. And even if you've done your homework and come into that first meeting with great questions, they may be able to push the conversation further to places you hadn't considered. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, let's take another a quick moment here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that no cost, no obligation consultation to ask you some of these questions, right? Yes, for sure. I mean, they can give us a call here at the office, 586-752-7008, or visit us at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And as always, it's a free, no obligation consultation. Uh, and uh, we'd be more than happy to answer all these questions for you. All right. Well, now, during our first two segments of the show today, you were talking about some of the more critical questions we can take into a first meeting with a financial services professional like yourself, uh, with somebody you're considering doing business with. Uh, what do you have for us in our final segment here, Albert? Well, clearly getting ready for retirement is one of the key reasons you'll want to begin working with a financial services professional. So for our final segment, let's chat a bit about that, about retirement. Uh, in fact, a CNBC article getting close to retirement, here are six key considerations, actually has some great information. Well, yeah, it's never a bad idea for us to uh, take some time to address retirement. Uh, what do you have for us first? Well, the article highlights uh, easily overlooked expenses. Uh, for example, the average couple who retires at age 65 will end up spending in the ballpark of about $280,000 on health care during the remainder of their lives. Yes, you heard that right. $280,000. Wow. wow. Uh, that's what you would call a heart-stopping amount of money. Yes. I'm sure many of our listeners are thinking the same thing I am. Where, where does Medicare fit into all this then after the age of 65? Well, as many people probably know, Tony, once you hit 65, you're Medicare eligible, which is great. But what's not so great is that Medicare doesn't cover everything you're likely to need. 
dental care, vision care, and even long-term care services like help with bathing and dressing aren't covered by Medicare. Also, you have to consider the amount you pay for Medicare comes down to a number of different factors, including your income, whether you're hit with late enrollment fees, and whether you choose to purchase additional services. The biggest takeaway here, Tony, is that it's okay to factor Medicare into your post-65 strategy, but it's important to not to rely on it too heavily. Right, because it doesn't cover everything. That's the key point there. So you, you need to rely on Medicare, but not too much. You, you're going to have more. That, that $285,000 uh, comes from somewhere. and I, I think uh, that's a great strategy to keep in mind. For sure. And the next key consideration is knowing your Social Security strategy. You know, though you can begin taking Social Security when you turn 62, for many people, doing so wouldn't be a wise financial move. The reality is the longer you delay filing for Social Security, the larger your monthly check will be. In fact, your benefit will go up anywhere from 6 to 8% yearly until you reach the age cap determined by the Social Security Administration. And you should also know that if you begin taking Social Security before your full retirement age and are still working, there's a limit in how much you can earn at your job before it begins to affect your Social Security benefit. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of people are working longer. And if you start taking Social Security early while you're still working, if you're still earning an income, uh, they take back and reduce that benefit. So you got you got to consider that, and and considering how important Social Security is to so many people, you you got to make sure you have a rock solid strategy and talk to a financial services professional like yourself uh, about this before you file. Um, I think that's really important. Yes, for sure it is, Tony. In fact, another vital step that's important if you're getting close to retirement is devising solid income and tax strategies. There are a lot of options for income in retirement, including pensions, 401ks, and Social Security, even taxable savings, investment accounts, health savings accounts also help, as well as business or trust income. Now, it's important to remember, though, that not all retirement income sources are taxed equally. Money withdrawn out of a traditional IRA or 401k is taxed as ordinary income, but for Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks, withdrawals are tax-free. And if you have a taxable investment account, you'll potentially have to fork over capital gain taxes on some of those withdrawals. Yeah, you know, that's that's huge, and you have to take, keep that in mind. Uh, taxes in retirement is a biggie. And you spent the first two segments today talking about finding the right financial services professional. I'm not going to name names, Albert Lalonde. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I think it's important to note that creating a really solid strategy for income and taxes in retirement is a great reason to build up a oh. relationship with a financial services professional. Definitely. You know, I teach class every quarter and every time I get to the segment on taxes and Social Security, uh, what I tell folks is it's not about how much you make. It's about how much, like I like to say, how much you can spend. Yeah. And people don't care as long as it's legal, Tony, um, how, how, you, how a financial service professional helps them. But all they want is the big disparity between what they need in expenses and what they're bringing in income and yep. having more income is always good. Sure. Now, 
Another key step to take if your retirement train is picking up speed is to have an ample financial cushion. Many experts recommend that you keep several years worth of income and cash or reasonably safe products rather than the stock market or money markets. Now, this is the money you need to know is absolutely going to be there should you need it. Yeah, it's that emergency fund. Another, uh, I think uh, that's uh, socking away a few years worth of money is not only a f- smart financial move, it seems like the kind of thing that's going to help you uh, get into retirement with a stronger emotional foundation, knowing that you have that. That's exactly right, Tony. Um, preparing yourself emotionally for retirement is actually the article's next piece of advice. As it notes, many financial professionals counsel their clients that if the career is a big part of their self-identity, retirement can get a little tricky. In fact, it's common for the first couple of years of retirement to be a positive whirlwind before boredom sets in. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. You need to have a plan on what to do. That makes sense. What can retirees do to ward off that potential boredom? Oh, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, retirees can stay engaged uh, and active with uh, from volunteering is obviously something with nearly endless possibilities. Uh, food banks, shelters, libraries, schools, theaters, museums. I mean, there are just so many organizations out there who need committed volunteers. Uh, beyond volunteering, it's important to maintain or build a broad network of friends to spend time with. And also remember, retirement is a great time to pick up hobbies you didn't have time for when you were working. Tony. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know what? This has been a great show, but we're out of time, Albert. Is there anything uh, else you want to add before we go? You know what? We covered a lot in this episode. So if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, I encourage you visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or even call my office at 586-752-7008 and to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for and make sure that you own your retirement. I like it. Own your retirement. And that does it for today's episode with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend, both of you. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.